this country, you've got to make the money first. Then when you get the money, you get the power. Then when you get the power, then you get the woman. This is Money Talks. And we're back. It's Money Talks. I'm Bill Laco with Troy Harmon and Shauna Theriault, and we're just scaring the heck out of you about your 2018 taxes. No, but we just I want to make like, sure you talk to somebody. Go right. Yeah, but you said the market down earlier is a buying opportunity. It's also an opportunity to harvest tax losses. It's true. So yep. there you go. It's true. You take losses. Yeah, after the last few years, their tax losses are few and far between. They but, are. Uh, you know, if you bought anything... <laughs> Toward the end of the last year, uh, you probably could harvest a few losses here and there. Absolutely. Um, and uh, it is a smart thing to do because we know the stats still hold out. Uh, if you get the opportunity to lower your tax bill and you're a long-term investor, S&P 500's long-term average, 10.5% or thereabouts, um, nothing better than having a gain and a in the overall and a loss on a few assets that you might be able to realize and uh, lower your tax bill. Got it. All right. So if you've got questions, we're about to go into the question answering segment. You can reach us at drgene at hensler.com or email us. Rather. We can reach us that way too, but send emails um, and we'll answer your questions. So Troy, where do you want to start? All right. I uh, got a question from Alexis and Mitch says, uh, we saw some high flyer stocks that were touted uh, for their cash flow. Would either of these make good investments? Uh, the two stocks are SP Plus Corporation, symbol is SP, and Modine Manufacturing, uh, symbol is MOD. Uh, SP Plus is a parking company. It's not the S&P 500. It is not Standard & Poor's. Uh, it is, uh, like I say, a parking company. They've recently enacted uh, some technology that allows you to uh, go in and uh, – reserve parking spaces in in uh, certain areas they also that that service is widely um, received well received by many of the parking lots that are around um company grew significantly uh grew grew earnings significantly in uh, the last five years at a little better than 11 percent uh, expected to grow by about 12.5% going forward, although I just really don't see what's going on with this. The company's debt to uh, equity is about 50%, not too terrible high, um, but uh, all things considered, I don't see how this is touted as a high-flying stock. I think it was up 9% in the last year. Now, Modine uh, was up over 100% in the last year. Uh, Modine Manufacturing is develops, manufactures, and markets engineered heat transfer systems and heat transfer components. Uh, that's a fancy way to say the radiator in your car. Uh, so it's a, a engine or a, a OEM, uh, original equipment manufacturer for automobiles. And uh, earnings have grown at about 5% over the last few years with the stock up as high as it was I really don't see a way to pound the table and tell you to go out and buy this sucker. Gotcha. Okay. It's not well followed either by analysts. Um, you know, it is and uh, it does meet the Hensler financial criteria for investment based on financial strength and financial safety, but uh, I just I can't okay. tell you to get it. So no. No, don't All buy right. either one of them. Shauna, so uh, Thomas and Smyrna says, I've been a freelance slash independent, I'm assuming contractor, for nearly two years now. 
I have a steady stream of clients, which is good, and would like to start a retirement fund. What are your opinions? There's several different options for you. Um, anything from, you know, traditional IRAs. If you want to do an employer one where you can put in more traditional IRAs have limitations on what you can put in. Um, you can do Roth IRAs that have the same limitations. There's income limitations, so there's not very much money you can defer. Um, so you could look at doing a SEP IRA or a simple IRA, 401k, um, a do you, do you have any? Do you know what the limits are? Um, stumping I do. Her now. No. Stumping her. Stumping her. <laughs> the IRA it's 5,500. Okay. So, so Roth or traditional. Now, correct. If you do it in the traditional IRA, you get the tax deduction. Right. If you put it in the Roth, you don't. After tax, right? Now, so just like with a SEP IRA, it's what like 25% of your net 25%. schedule C. Exactly. It's yeah. 25%. Or of your 55. net schedule C. Right. So, so it depends on what. It's your... kind of a weird calculation. It never turns out to actually be 25% because no. you got to add back. But I'm not going to bore you with that. Just assume you make a hundred grand net Schedule C, meaning your Schedule C income after expenses, blah blah blah, is a hundred grand. You could put in roughly twenty five thousand dollars, yeah. which, right. by the way, would drop your Tax. net Schedule C to yeah. seventy five. Exactly. There is a max limit on that of fifty five thousand right. dollars. So it's the lower of twenty five percent or fifty five. Yeah, it's never it's never straightforward. No. If it was straightforward, you wouldn't need us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The lawyers again, right? Well, and actually, we your go. accountant, you know, in in most of the software that accountants use, you know, they can sit here and look, and it gives a recommendation on what's the best plan to use. So if you go to your accountant, yeah, it gives the best recommendation for non-qualified plans. Fair. For qualified plans, not so much. Fair. So if you want to look at a four hundred one k where you can do eighteen five, is that right, or is it nineteen thousand now? I can't 18, remember. Five. Eighteen five mm-hmm. plus a profit sharing. Which right. theoretically, depending upon how much you make, you could put in another fifty-four thousand dollars. You know what you just said the limit was. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there, you're talking about eighteen plus fifty-five, seventy some, sixty-three. I can't do the math. Yeah, seventy-three. Sorry. Yeah. See now I can. There um, or there's defined benefit plans, cash balance plans. I mean, these get very technical. Yeah. But they work real well for a one-person shop. Absolutely. Especially if you're a little older. Right. So, you know, I wouldn't do a defined benefit plan for somebody who's 40 necessarily, but somebody who's in their 50s, you'd be socking away a lot of money. Right. So um, so there there are things you can do here. And, again, it does require generally talking to an expert. Yes, exactly. Yeah, just to help you with your, the specifics that of your situation. Was that good shameless self-promotion? Should I give the number again? 770-429-9166. That's right. 770 770- Four two nine nine one six six. Yep, Shauna Theriol. She can help you. Out. Absolutely. <laughs> so what are? The, let's see. Oh, let's do Anna or Anita from uh, Mableton. Can an insurance company require me to submit to a medical exam before granting me a life insurance policy? This is a one-word answer right here, Shauna. What do you think? I would say yes. There you go. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. They're not going to. Sure they're can. not going to give you a life insurance policy. I won't say they won't always, but generally speaking, they're not going to give you a life insurance policy without. Knowing your health status. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, I've so, uh, bought a life insurance policy here or there, yeah. and I don't think I've ever bought one right. without having nope. somebody listen to my heart, right. test my blood, see right. if I was, you know. Right. So much sugar. so that they usually send someone to you wherever you right. are to yeah. make it convenient for you. Exactly. So listen they to your work and home wherever. Yeah, no doubt. They generally they do. do it. All right, Troy, what other stock or bond? All oh, let's right. see. There we go. What about Jim from Woodstock? About... You want to do that? Yeah, go for it. Jim from Woodstock, when bond yields were low, I moved some of my bond holdings into an equity income portfolio. I was getting roughly 4.5%. Now that bond yields are rising, should I stay in the equity income portfolio? <coughs> uh, well, there's a couple of things that are going on with this. Uh, number one, um, 
you might have been getting roughly four and a half percent on your bond on your uh, equity. Uh, equity income portfolio. Now you're going to be getting somewhere around three percent. Yeah, that uh, means you've had a lot of appreciation. Exactly. That's exactly what's happened. The prices have gone up. Dividends have risen as well, but not nearly as much as uh, as prices over the last couple of years. Uh, the Dow Jones U.S. Select Dividend Index, which is a mouthful of words, but uh, it's a, an index similar to the S&P 500, only it focuses more on companies that pay a dividend, uh, is currently yielding about 3.6%, but it's got some features that I'm not exactly 100% fond of. About 25% of that whole portfolio is held in utilities, uh, which makes it a bit less diversified. There's hardly any. Uh, in fact, there's no uh, information technology, which has just blown the socks off of the market lately. So you wouldn't have gotten that sort of appreciation. Uh, not very many of those companies pay a dividend. Now, the issue is, so if you've got a portfolio of equities that will pay you about 3.5%, you can either buy that or I'm seeing CDs these days yep. with a yield, a five-year CD. Yep. You, know, you don't have to go too far out. Just five years, you can get 3% in a five-year CD. So, I, and, and the way that we deal with fixed income, it's really just for those known spending needs. Otherwise, the money's in equities, right? Right. So as an equity portfolio. Or real estate. Or real estate, but uh, the the assets that we're using for growth are going to be equities. And equity income is a great portfolio for that, but it's a lot more volatile than we would expect to use our fixed income for. So uh, difference between 3% and 3.6%, I don't know. I don't know that I would want to take that much risk at all with the money that I have for known spending needs going forward. Kind of our 10-year rule, right? Yeah, yeah. So, All right, Bill. Well, what are we thinking? What are we thinking about next week with this market? I'd say the market could rebound pretty good. You think? I, I think it's think? volatility from interest rates. Really? I say uh, I'm we need a 20% record, correction, man. man. I need to put some money to work. We need a 20% correction. All right. I'm not I'm calling for up. that, by the way. I'm just saying. <laughs> All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.